0: I feel sorry for your mother Andy was going for the all the way What you say about my mama? You feel sorry for her? Yo, yeah, what's good? Listen, um, I, they've been telling me for a while now to start doing my podcast on YouTube Or do a video podcast Which is strange language to me Because I've always considered podcasts audio They just, you know, they, they, to me they're, they're uh, on-demand radio shows if you can make it sound like a radio show. So for me to be like, yeah, I'm going to put my podcast on YouTube, that's kind of wild to me because YouTube is video. To me, when you ta- when you start adding video to your podcast, you're saying I'm doing a show. I'm doing some other kind of show. It's a different element. It's not necessarily a podcast. But, you know, a lot of terms have been redefined lately, like the word literal. People like to redefine what literal actually means. But I digest, you know what I'm saying? Uh, Let's just get into this real quick. I want to talk about why I feel sorry for your change request, (laughs) respectfully. Um, And let me tell you, so the the website projectmanager.com, I believe it is, which has been out for a billion years. uh, I went looking for a change request template, and theirs was in a Word document. And, you know... Fine. Whatever. You can you can make do. You can handle that. Um, but then on top of that, they had like a audit log or some some other thing that goes along with the change request where I think you're supposed to fill out the information in the change request. You know, pass that word document around, fill out the information in, in the word in the change request, then copy the information out of the change request and put it into this log so you can keep track of what's going on. Listen, will it work? Yes, is it efficient? No. And again, this is these are this the project manager site has been around for forever. They're an authority. They're highly respected and put out great information. So for them to be recommending a word document as the template instead of saying, you know, this is how you should do it instead, which is what I'm going to talk about here in a second. To me, that's that's not a knock on them. That is just showing how these folks in this industry think. They think these are the tools that we have at our fingertips if we pay for Microsoft 365. We got Word, we got PowerPoint, blah, blah, blah. Because we pay for Microsoft and these are the tools that we have, this is how we should do this. It's no fault of their own that one, they don't know about SharePoint, which may or may not be true. And two, they don't know how to use SharePoint, which may or may not be true. That's where I'm coming from. It's like, I'm not knocking nobody. I'm just like, yo, you don't even know that this thing exists. So let me show you it exists and let me show you how to use it. That's what I'm here for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the SharePoint Help Desk Podcast. I am your host, Thurman Trotman, uh, or Therm or Mr. SharePoint, as they now are calling me in the streets, you heard? <laughs> um, listen, today I want to talk about five things, only five, because there's a million things, give or take, but only five that... Are killing your change request form and all your other quote forms that you put in a Word document. Um, so let's just let's just hop right into it. Number one, when you put a change request inside of a Word document template, uh, you have no control. When you pass that to somebody via email or they go download it off the site, once they start entering information into that, you are not in control anymore. They are now the Word document belongs to them. They're using it and they're going to put in the information however they want. You don't have control to make them, to force them to put in the correct date format, which is going to be important when you start running reports. You don't have the ability to force them to give you certain information, you know, like um, required fields. Uh, so, like, let's say you are asking for, you know, a uh, a date that this change request was uh Not a date, a date is a bad example. More so like, whatever you put on a change request, I probably should have done that preparation. (laughs) But, there's a lot of times that you can get your change request back and people are missing information. You gain that control back when you use an actual tool that allows you to create a form, like SharePoint. Um, Misspellings, that's another one. A lot of people, a lot of times will come in with your Word document and start misspelling things you can avoid that by giving them instead a drop down where like it's a choice field on a form. It is 2023. If you are creating a, a form, if you're creating something that you need to collect information from uh, people with, you should be using a form at minimum. You should be using, I'm, I know there's a lot of people that use Google, use a Google form. If you are paying for the Microsoft 365 suite, then use, um, you can use uh, uh, Microsoft Forms, which is pretty much the same thing as Google Forms. And if you want to get a little fancy, which is what I recommend, you can, well, actually, I don't recommend that. If you're trying to get quick and easy and to the point and you don't have the support that you need, just use a Microsoft Form. It's not the best, but it's better than using a Word document. Next level, use SharePoint, a SharePoint list, which comes with a form. You get all of those things when you um send out a form instead of sending out a word document template number two you don't have a way to quantify your results if you do you're doing it manually let's say that there's a approval process or an approval field on your change request form you know like at the bottom you'll say you know for office use only or something like that and you have 10 change requests submitted right now how do you easily tell Which ones are approved and which ones are not? Are you moving them from folder to folder? Are you keeping them in two folders inside of your inbox? Are you deleting? Well, you're probably not deleting. But whatever your process is, it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Or or not, it's hard. You're making it complicated for no reason. If you use a SharePoint list, which comes with a form, when they submit that information into the form, it automatically goes into a table, which is really the list. And on this list, you can quantify your results. You can see what's approved, what's not approved. You can see who submitted it, who didn't submit it. You can see what date they submitted it. You can see the details that they put into the change request. You can see all of this um, on, that, on that list, which allows you to quantify results. So when the boss comes checking like, yo, where is where are we at with these change requests? You can easily say, oh, we got 15 in the queue. Uh, three of them have already been approved. We're waiting on these other 12. We're going to review them at the next meeting. Meanwhile, your counterpart in some other uh, uh, office who's who's collecting change requests, you know what they're doing? Fumbling and bumbling and rumbling and scrumbling. Number two. I mean, number three, my fault. Too much emailing. You know I'm against emailing. (laughs) Stop with the emails that are unnecessary. Email is for communicating, not running processes. So... If you say, hey, if, so, if you if you're someone on your team, someone on the project team says, hey, let me get that change request, when you send them an email, um, you have now, you know I say this a million times, you have now made a copy of that change request form. So there's one sitting inside your inbox, and as soon as you send it to one other person, they now have a copy in their inbox. You're probably not going to send it to just one. You're going to be sending it all over the place to multiple people. Every time you send it out, you're sending a copy out. So now they have to open up this form, fill it out and send you back another copy, which is this is ridiculous. This is not one source of information. What if this person, when you send them an email, they download it. They start to fill out the change request. They're like, "Uh, crap, I got to go do like eight other things. Right. They save that on their desktop or maybe they leave it open, whatever. Then they come back the next day. And they're like, yo, where did I put that thing? They don't know, so they're just like, whatever. I'll go back to the email, open up the attachment, and create a new... And start filling that out, reluctantly. They start doing that, and then guess what? Now they have two copies, and they might be confused about which one they need to send you. They accidentally send you the first one from the first day. These are real-life scenarios. I may be making this up in a moment, but these are real things. You know what I'm saying? Like, stop. We don't want that. You know what I'm saying? Let's Let's... We're still gonna have problems no matter what we do, but let's lessen the probability of the types of problems that we're gonna have. All right. That's three, right? Yeah, so let's let's hop with number four. Um, so you can't scan easily, right? Like you can't scan through these documents easily. So remember when I said uh as soon as you submit the change request that it goes inside of a table, aka the SharePoint list. When that goes inside of the SharePoint list, you can see the fields of information in the list. So let's say, for instance, when they submit the uh, change request and they put in the change request details, a couple paragraphs of information, you can see that without opening the item. So now let's think about that if you did it with Word documents. Let's just say you were storing them inside of um, a library. When you scan through that library, you won't be able to see the details of the request, you won't be able to see other fields inside of the request. You have to open each Word document and look through the, the, the fields in order to see the information in those Word documents, which, no, you know what I'm saying? We don't want that. <laughs> Use a list. Use a SharePoint list which comes with a form, and on that form, all of the fields that they put information into, you have access to them on the table once it goes inside of the list. I keep using table and list interchangeably. Because I want you to imagine what a SharePoint list looks like. It looks like a spreadsheet, but um, you could consider it a table. Because what does a spreadsheet have? Those are tables, columns and rows. What does a SharePoint list have? Columns and rows. What do they have in common? You can call them tables. All right. Let's go to number five. Um, There is no automation. Pardon me. There is no automation, right? So imagine... You're sitting around getting emails from people with this Word document attached as they fill it out and send it back to you, right? What are you doing? You're now dragging and dropping them into your folders that are, maybe you got a folder in your inbox called completed change requests. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh. Well, actually, I do mean to laugh. I just don't mean to be rude is what I'm saying. So um, you're dragging your files into a folder called complete change requests and this can get crazy because, I don't know, your project could get big. You can get a ton of change requests. So we don't want that. What if you could just send people to the list, which is on the site, and they submit their information, and you automatically get an email? Wouldn't you prefer that type of email where you get an email that says, yo, um, a new change request has been submitted by this person. How beautiful is that? Because if you, and, and then you could take that And maybe set up a rule that says anything that comes from here, then put it inside of this folder. That's easy to do because you're going to get the same subject line every single time. So you can say anything comes in with this subject line, send it to this folder. You can do that. However, let's say you tried to automate with your team. Your team is going to come back with all types of subject lines. They're going to have the subject lines where they're just replying to you and then they've added their name to something you you don't have time to be figuring out how to catch all of those subject lines to apply to your outlook rule to put it inside of your um completed change requests folder. We don't want that. That's not how we're operating. Let's get more efficient. Let's have the system just send you an email that says, "Hey, Big Sean just submitted a change request." And then it can automatically go to your uh let's call it needs review um uh, change request folder. And it comes with a link. Guess what happens when you click on that link in the email? You click on a link, it opens up a... Uh, uh, What's it called? It opens up a, a list item with the details of the request. Way better than your Word document. Wouldn't you agree? I can't hear you respond, but I'm going to guess that you're probably like, yeah, Thurm, you know what I'm saying? I, I feel you. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Listen, let me recap real quick. So number one was when you... um. When you don't use a Word document, instead you use a SharePoint list or form, you have more control over what people are doing. You can stop them from putting in their bad dates or writing TBD in their date column or whatever they're doing these days. You can stop them from misspelling things by giving them choice fields. And you can also um, stop them from giving you back empty information. Require some of these fields. The most important fields make them required. Some people like to go crazy and require every single field. Not bad, but you know, Some people would argue, do you really need each and every single field? Can we not leave some of these blank? But that's a story for another day. That's number one. You have no control over the form. Number two, you um, have no quantifiable reports. You can't do that um, with a Word document, a bunch of Word documents. You can do it with a list and list items. Uh, Also, um, too much emailing. I'm not going to get into detail with that. You just know that too much emailing is a problem. You know it and I know it. you can't scan them easily, so when it's sitting inside of a list with all the information that people have put inside of them, you can read those uh, those details very easily. You don't have to keep opening um, Word documents, or you don't have to keep opening list items on the, on the SharePoint list. And then lastly, there's no automation. SharePoint offers you some automation out of the box, but you can level up with Power Automate, which is also in the 365 suite, which is also free. You don't have to get another um, license. Amazing that this tool is free, Power Automate, and you can start to really do some crazy automations with your change requests. So just know all of that is available to you. You don't have that available to you when you keep using Word documents. Stop it, respectfully. You know what I mean? I hope you found that valuable. Now, listen, before you go, let me tell you, I have a. Um, What's that call? I have a event. I have a workshop. I do a workshop every month. I got a workshop coming up this uh, December 20th uh, at 6 p.m. Eastern. Normally, I do these on the weekend, but we're doing it on a weekday this time because, you know, we don't want to mess with nobody's Christmas schedule and all that. So make sure you come through. I'm talking about documents. The name of the, the, name of the workshop is Seven Gifts Under the SharePoint Tree, right? So <laughs> come through. Come get these seven gifts. I'm going to basically be doing, I'm going to show you seven cool things that you could do inside of um, SharePoint with your documents. Way better than Google Drive, way better than Dropbox. I promise you. Not even saying that those tools are weak. Those are dope tools. But I guarantee you what I show you, you're going to be like, wow, because you can't do it in um, Dropbox and Google Drive. And then on top of that, Dropbox is a document library. I mean, not document library, but it's a document storage solution. Um Google Drive document storage solution. SharePoint libraries document storage solution on one ginormous platform called SharePoint. So oh, see? Now this is a good reason I'm on video. This Here we go, can't do a podcast episode without my phone going off. My apologies. This is SharePoint, right? And this is document libraries. And for those that can't see, what I'm showing you is my hands held up wide to show you that is the monstrosity of SharePoint. And then I made my hand small to point out that that is how big a document library is in the world of SharePoint. It's just one thing amongst many things where Dropbox, that is it. It's Dropbox. Google Drive. Google Drive has, you know, other things like Well, no, no. Yeah. Google Drive is just that one thing. I was going to say something else, but disregard. So just off that alone makes document libraries in SharePoint better than those two tools. Matter of fact, I did an episode about how the comparison of SharePoint versus Dropbox versus Google Drive is incorrect. That's not really how it works. So I'll link to that in the show notes. I'll also link to the sign up page for you to come to the Workshop. It's the last one of the year. We're gonna be real festive. Oh yeah, that's right. So my people who's listening on audio, if you watch the video, you'll see me right now in my Santa hat. I also got a bid. Hold on, right here. <laughs> Sorry for those listening. Again, this is a, see. I gotta get out of. I'm getting out of control. But listen, I have the Santa bid, but I ain't really want to use it because um, you can't see my lips. And I know there's people who got to do like some 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 uh, lip reading, and if you can't see my lips, how super frustrating is that? So I'm gonna figure it out. I got uh, uh, for the podcast because it's live and all that. I'm bugging. I could just use captions. All right. So anyway, thanks for tuning in. This is the SharePoint Help Desk podcast. I drop every Tuesday, um, r- roughly. <laughs> Uh, thank you for listening. Catch me on LinkedIn. I'm on there every day. If you shoot me a message, I will respond to you within 24 hours because I'm on there every single day. If I don't respond to you, you're probably trying to sell me something after I just met you and I'm not going through that rigmarole. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just literally hit me up and now you're selling to me? Like, stop, bruv. I'm not going to buy it. And instead of bringing the stress on to my life, I'm just not going to respond to you. So, I'll holler back. Thanks for listening.